Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 738, air date August 29th, 2020. Thank you for making the trip rain or shine. We are excited to launch the Truth, Freedom, Health, No Vaccination Rally. And it's so great to see all your beautiful faces. And we still hosted our rally, Rain or Shine, and have over 100 people here. I also love... Also love seeing all the young faces because that that is why we're here, right? Yes. So my name is Jennifer Bennett. I am a proud mother of an unvaccinated three and a half year old. And I am here today because I am doing everything that I can as a mother to make sure that Dr. Sheila is the next senator, U.S. senator for Massachusetts. I met Dr. Shiva 10 months ago, and when I heard him speak, when I heard his science, when I heard him speak truth, I knew he was an answer to my prayers, and I knew that our future depended on what he has to offer. So, so we have a lot of speakers today that are going to share some stories. Um, first off, I would like to welcome Ursula to the stage. She's going to share some words. I'm here because in my heart, uh, God is telling me that Dr. Shiva is going to go all the way to the Senate. Yeah. <laughs> I want to start today, the beautiful, beautiful day that God has given us uh, with that prayer. God gave us this beautiful day, and, um, and I want to uh, pray a little bit. Uh, God gave us this wonderful day to come, and God put every one of you on this stage for a reason. And uh, we'll ask God, Father God, we're asking you to come uh, and uh, to come with a force. We're asking you, Father God, um, to show the way, to show the way to the truth, freedom, and health. Uh, we're asking you, Father God, um, and we uh, we asking you and we thanking you for this beautiful rain because rain is a blessing in the Bible. It's a blessing in the Bible, and we asking you for that blessing, for that blessing that is coming, uh, that it's coming to this um, to to Doctor Shiva, to to his way, uh, all the way to the Senate, 
Uh, I believe that God is calling him strongly for that Senate seat. So the veil of deception will fail. The veil of deception will fail. We declare and decree in Jesus' name that that veil of deception will be uh, broken down. I ask you, Father God, in Jesus' name, that this gathering and all the people who are going to listen to this message, they're going to know exactly that he's coming with the truth, and the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. Amen. And we ask you, Father God, to come with your blessings to anoint everyone here and to anoint everyone else in Jesus' name. And Dr. Shiva, I have a word for you from God. I believe that not, nothing shall prosper what comes against you. Yes, Every foe yes. will be defeated yes. according to the Isaiah 54, 17. I believe that the blessing is upon you and all the people that are here and all the people who are watching and all the people who will watch in the future. I know you're going to win. God knows and God puts you in that right spot and you're going to fight for all of us. Thank you, Ursula. Um, John Medler is going to come up and say a few words. He is our incredible volunteer, does all of the great videos that Dr. Shiva has. So, thank you, John. Hello, everyone. I'd like to thank you. I'd like to tell you something about Dr. Shiva that I first learned on this very spot three years ago. I met Dr. Shiva because I was one of the student organizers of the Boston Free Speech Rally in August 19, 2017. We were protesting something against something that everyone today calls cancel culture. It, it started on the college campuses with you know groups of radicals radicalized by their you know professors to you know go off and essentially start riots on campus, pressure their administrators to cancel any speakers that they didn't like. And, that, and this resulted in this as essentially ballooned out into our entire society. And it's something that we're seeing today related to all of this nonsense that we're being fed with the mainstream narrative about both the COVID, the lockdowns, the masks, the vaccines, everything. If you are, if you question the narrative, even if you have full credentials, if you have full expertise on the subject of the scientific field, Dr. Shiva studied the immune system for 20 years as a biological engineer, they will still try to cancel you. They'll try to make sure that you never have a career again. We were protesting this in its early form back in 2017 because we saw it coming and we saw it was going to get worse. So myself and a bunch of other students got together. We wanted to have a free speech rally to encourage dialogue between the left and the right. We invited speakers from all over the political spectrum. And what? And unfortunately, as fate would have, we invited Shiva back in March. So we had been planning this. So we, the rally itself was in August. So we've been planning this for months. But the week before our rally, Charlottesville happened. And the mainstream media seized upon that opportunity. Someone at CNN tweeted out of nowhere saying that we were the organizers of Charlottesville coming from Virginia up to Boston. Completely fake news. And so we, and so actually that week, starting that, so that, that week beforehand, I literally quit my job. So I spent 24 7 the next, the ne for the next week. So essentially, going all the media outlets telling was that we were not related to that other rally at all. We had actually disavowed it before it happened because we were standing, our rally was against political violence, and we were standing, and the, they knew 
our side of the story. They knew the truth. They suppressed it deliberately, and that's not why you have to know what we're actually dealing with. They brainwashed 40,000 people to, to, to stop. We had like hundreds of people trying to get into our rally who knew the truth. Only 40 of us got in. So where we're standing right now is where we stood surrounded, only protected only by the Boston police against 40,000 people. And most of the other speakers, even though many of them, even though they all knew the truth too, most of our other speakers got scared and dropped out under the heat of pressure. Shiva was one of the few people that stood with us. And that was how I met Dr. Shiva, and that was how I knew this guy is a warrior. This guy does not bend in the face of the face of and, and there's something else I have to tell you, something very important that differences Shiva from a lot of these other a lot of other so-called anti-establishment people. Because what because there was some other people, I've used this in many ways as a tragic part of the story, there were some other people who were with us that day in that bandstand. That went off, started their own group. That's fine. We believe in decentralization and everything. But they made a decision to, even though Shiva stood with them and us that day, they made a decision to keep Shiva out of their events because they wanted to curry favor with more mainstream speakers. And what? And I'll tell you what. How that ended out. Um, the mainstream never gave them the time of day. So, so they were out of Shiva, someone who who stood with them that day. But they were also out of the, this. This is the lesson that you need to learn. You cannot curry favor with the mainstream and people who pretend to be anti-establishment. You cannot compromise with these people. Any great, any people that we've got a lot of people here, like not not here, but who are going to be here, they canceled their rally. But their objective was to go to the legislatures up on Beacon Hill and say, please, we know you're the ones pushing for this war force vaccination, but please change your minds. And we're saying, no, we're not out here to change their mind. We're here to kick them out of media or other mainstream people to give us clout. They are running scared of us today. And how do you know they're running scared? When Shiva ran as an independent, because they had a fake Trump running in 2018, when Shiva ran as an independent and we represented the real conservative movement, they kept us off the debate stage. Now they are coming to us begging for us to debate them. And what are we saying? We're not going to give you the time of day unless you give us favorable terms. We, we are making them come to us. All of the mainstream media right now is begging us for interviews. Please, we want to have an interview about so they can twist it, whatever they want. And we say, no. That is, and that is what happens when you build a bottom-up movement, when you do not rely on anyone else. This movement has been built up by us, we the people, and we are going to take this primary away from them, whether they like it or not. establishment that has been fighting them his entire life, got all of their qualifications, and then turned that as a weapon against them. This is exactly the person that we need, who I can tell you, I've been with him for three years. This is a guy, he drives his campaign so hard, he works all, he, he demands 110% from every one of his volunteers, and he himself is working 10 times harder than any one of us. He leads by example, and he does not settle for less. That is what you need in order to win. So 
I hope you have you all up. And the best thing about this is that, is that this is exactly the guy that we need to go up against this COVID crisis, because this is a guy who has the expertise, who's been studying the immune system for 20 years, who can tell you exactly the real science of what vaccines do in your body. So without further to do, I would like to hand it back to Jen Bennett. super healthy grandchildren. And it came at a price because my youngest daughter, um, when she was two years old, she was vaccine injured. We were very young parents. We didn't know how to deal with. We didn't even know what the problem was. So we wound up going back to and she was re-injured. Anyway, fast forward, we healed her. We found, we healed it with nature and with God and with the Christ. And, uh, <clears throat> and I, I've been in this fight now for 45 years. Dr. Shiva, Dr. Shiva is the silver bullet. And all I can say is thank you for being here and thank you for giving me a voice here. And um, and stay strong. Don't don't let them pressure you. We fought CPS, we fought the educational system. But back in the day we had still rights. Today we have no rights. All my children have left New York. I mean Cuomo is Satan himself. Um, they all left, they're all scattered now. We're in South Carolina, we're in um, Florida. I'm, I'm out with my daughter in South Jersey, and she was the last to leave. And the only reason she's able to maintain her job today is because Shiva brought us a victory in New Jersey, and she didn't have to leave and lose her job, and she now commutes from New Jersey to New York. She's an art teacher too. And um, and I'm so grateful. I'm grateful to Christ. I'm grateful to God. I'm grateful to Chief. I'm grateful to all you folks. And um, let's take it. Let's take it. Let's make it. Let's make it happen. Dr. Shiva, you're the silver bullet. I was told by the Christ in order to get rid of Satan slash Big Pharma, you are the bullet. Welcome Wyatt to the stage. He is a father from Foxborough, Massachusetts. How y'all doing? I came out here pretty much just to stand in solidarity with the only candidate with the guts to stand up to the pharmaceutical lobby that wields inordinate power over our politicians and our media. And they don't want to debate. They can't debate his facts. They just want to censor 
and shoved you down and employ all sorts of dirty tricks. And, uh, you know, in the past few months, we've all seen our freedoms just eroded little by little, you know. And this is the most basic fundamental freedom. When you can't choose what gets injected into your body, for the body of your children, what freedom is left? You have no choice. None. And the, the well-paid soothsayers will assure us that these are good for everyone. Ignore the basic fundamental truth that not every human being is exactly the same. Without question, there's going to be a small, or large, I say large, but there's going to be a percentage of the population who is affected by these, just as there is with anything like peanut butter or bee stings. You know, in a lot of schools, you can't bring peanut butter to the schools, but they're going to force your child to be shot up, mainlined, with all these toxic chemicals. And forced medication is an issue we took the Nazis to task for and was supposed to be protected by the Nuremberg Code from it. And here's Massachusetts mandating vaccines, mandating flu shots, mandating all these things just for our children to be able to go back to school. It's outrageous. And it doesn't just end with the physical, with the physical harm that could be caused to children. It's, think about the psychological and mental harm that has come in the last few months. Sending our kids back to these, you know, to public schools with a mask on and being, they're being taught to fear their friends, fear their neighbors, fear their teachers. Anyone could be a carrier of the virus. What kind of psychological effect is that having on our children? You know, so little by little, we're just watching all our rights being eroded. And once they're gone, it takes incredible amounts of force to get them back. So it's really nice to be out here supporting, like I said, the only candidate with the guts to stand up to these people and to think what remnant of freedom we have left. All right? Thank you, guys. She is, you know, a dedicated volunteer and incredible at leading the standouts in Massachusetts. Yeah. Hi guys. Um, I want to clarify something because I see so many people waking up to the medical freedom issues, right? Because it's become more than obvious it's staring you in your face. But I think I want to save a lot of people a few months at least of your life of being confused because there are two. You know, people say I'm a medical freedom advocate, but there's two groups of people in that movement that I found, maybe there are more, but I found only two. One group wants to keep the status quo. They say, I'm satisfied if you don't erode further my medical exemption, if you don't get rid of my religious exemption. That's the status quo. That is not a solution That's to the right. problem. Dr. Shiva, Prickle, when I met him, the reason why I went to his science lecture, I didn't go because I was interested in politics. I couldn't care less about politics. I never voted in my life. Right? And I was staying away on purpose. Right? I got jaded. But when I went to his lecture and he distilled the immune system, which is a complex subject, yeah. into something so easy in a way, right? For lay in layman's terms, that I can understand. And I could literally go and tell somebody tomorrow, right, how to take care of themselves. I thought it was remarkable. So then I started following him. And we, he, when he started, you know, educating more people and really leading charge on the root cause of the issue, he started analyzing very quickly. He started getting intel from people who were looking out at what he was doing, and you know, he was getting calls from people who had observations in terms of what medical freedom movement has been all about. And they said, "Look out! There's a lot of 
so-called medical freedom advocates that really just keep the status quo going. And it could go on for another 20 years or 50 years, right? And there's going to be all these other children injured. And we're just allowing it. Why are we allowing it? So we've got to go to, so Dr. Chu, if you haven't read, look, go into his website. There's a draft of a health rights act, which addresses exactly that, the root cause of the issue, which is repealing the 1962 federal vaccine program. We don't need to and maybe they will vote yes when we need them to stop it right. vote in people we literally have a unique chance right now to demonstrate to the whole massachusetts and to charlie baker and everybody else who thinks they own the state because right. they figured out the, the games right to play we have to show them that we can vote people in just like we can vote people out <laughs> Until she was seven years old, we had to teach her to eat again. 
Um, I went to the December hearing, and I, I really couldn't tolerate being in that room because of the nonsense that you hear. And having experienced something like this, I'm sure you can imagine that it hits you pretty hard when you have people talking about how, you know, oh, a measles case could cost 20 grand. Do you know what that case cost? Just out of pocket was over a hundred thousand, and that wasn't with what insurance covered. That was just what they didn't, because every year we maxed out insurance on her and paid out of pocket. And when this baby couldn't eat, you better know I didn't go to work. I stayed home and took care of my baby. And I said she was my easy vaccine injury. We didn't even know. We didn't know she had sustained a vaccine injury until years later. You see, what happened is this little guy over here, Josh, same thing, born healthy, happy. That bouncing baby boy, that was him. Until he was 15 months old and he had a pitch up dose. So same thing happened. He had a three-day episode of lethargy. Now this time I didn't panic because later when we filed the vaccination on Josh's behalf, I would count between the kids' two medical records. I had discussed that lethargy that Lily had experienced almost 30 times with different physicians. It's a lot of times, that's a, that's a lot of reassurance, right guys? So in any event, Josh's regressive encephalopathy is next level. Josh's regressive encephalopathy was so severe that I didn't think it was a survivable illness. We were talking about brain tumors for this child. He had so many severe neurological symptoms. I have never seen so many neurological symptoms in one patient and have that patient survive. Um, now, here's the thing. During the course of the vaccine injury petition, we actually filed it because they wouldn't give me Josh's records and his, um, the provider following him from Children's Neurology had told me I've heard this is his fifth post-vax regression. I think he might be sensitive to vaccines. You think? <laughs> Maybe a little. So we filed. And during the course of that petition, this is what we found. See, after the OAP, the Omnibus Autism Proceedings, the special masters went back to the vaccine injury attorneys and told them, hey, we don't want to see autism cases brought to court. So maybe autism is a superpower. Maybe that's what the special masters believe. And let me be clear, this was not one attorney who told, who, who told me this. I literally called it this big, huge stack of vaccine injury attorneys. I called every one of them in the United States. I probably called 200 attorneys. I was ripped. Yeah. Everything they said couldn't happen, happened to my kid. My kid became autistic because I vaccinated him. How the heck does that happen? Because remember, that's not supposed to happen. I can answer that. This is how that happens. And it's been known to happen since 2007. My son was injured in 2014. Well, in 2007, Dr. Andrew Zimmerman, who had actually testified in the OAP on the federal government's behalf, notified the Department of Justice that he was aware that there was a number of children like mine who had underlying mitochondrial disorders. And in the presence of those underlying mitochondrial disorders, when vaccinated, this could cause an energy deficit that could lead to neurological injury. That neurological injury was um, encephalopathy, which when regressive in nature can cause symptoms of autism. Those symptoms can qualify a child for autism. Well, both of my children developed symptoms of autism. 
my daughter did not qualify. So she didn't meet criteria for diagnosis, my son did. This part's kind of tricky. Because see, I didn't know that Lily had sustained an actual vaccine injury until we were in the midst of Josh's. And when we found out, it was a lawyer who told me that Lily had had a vaccine injury. She said, you know, I can't take your son's case, but I would have taken your daughter's and they would have settled out of court. And I was like, what are you talking about? She directed me back to the records that I had actually sent her um, at the vaccine injury table and a couple other places. And it was so obvious. It was so obvious looking at it through these eyes now compared to back then. Um, the injury was absolutely obvious. Lily had suffered an acute loss of previously developed skills. That's literally the definition of a developmental regression. She had been diagnosed with a developmental delay, which it's not a far, but it's a big difference in the presence of a vaccine injury. So at that moment, now right about the same time Dr. Zimmerman's affidavit came out, you guys are all aware of Dr. Zimmerman's affidavit, yeah? And after that, we found Julie Gerberding's interview. You guys are aware of Julie Gerberding's interview, the former director of the CDC who did the CNN interview saying, yeah, we know that children who have mitochondrial dysfunction can develop neurological injuries from vaccines due to energy deficit, and it can result in symptoms of autism, exactly what happened to my kids. This was years before it happened. I realized my children had preventable injuries. If we had identified Lily's as being what it was, we could have prevented Josh's. If that interview with Julie Gerberding had been taken, if anybody had done something with it, if um, the Department of Justice had taken Dr. Zimmerman's uh, warning about this, seriously, this all could have been prevented. So what does a mom do? A mom gets mad. You hurt my babies. You hurt my babies and you didn't try not to. And I want to know why. But eventually it dawns on you. I know why. They would have had to spend millions of dollars to identify children like mine who would be hurt. And then those children wouldn't be able to, to take their product, huh? So they're going to lose customers, right? So you're losing customers. But if my kids got hurt, they had no liability anyways, did they? Right. So who's paying the price? I'm paying for the vaccines and my insurance is paying for the vaccines. And then we're picking up the tab on the other end too with an injury. So I went to the, the December hearing and, and I waited and waited and waited. And actually this little one over here has now turned around. Lily, these kids' parenthood has been a trip for me. Lily hemorrhaged the day before that hearing and ended up having emergency surgery. I went from the hospital to the state house because that child was going was at risk of losing her education. I knew if either one of those bills passed, they would essentially be holding my children's education hostage for a reason that I couldn't pay. I showed up, I stayed and waited and I waited and I waited and waited. And at one o'clock in the morning, I testified, and there were three state files, two senators, and I don't know if it was a state legislator or senator in the room. There were three people in the room who I testified in front of. And I gave a great testimony. I explained the mechanism of injury. I wanted to make very sure that you knew that there were there are safety issues. When you force vaccinate, there are huge safety issues. Who are you to decide who takes the risk? 
who gets hurt and who doesn't. So in any event, I think, you know, we're walking out after the hearing. The hearing's over and this, our legislators are leaving and I hear one of them say, they're kind of patting themselves on the back. One of them says, now that's democracy in motion and action. That's democracy in action. Everybody's gone home. Everybody's asleep. What are you talking about? There is no action. Everybody's asleep now. Nobody stayed till the end. I stayed. I had more reason than anyone to leave, and I stayed. So after that, I met with uh, Senator Roush again. She was the sponsor of one of these bills. I wanted to make sure she was aware that she was going to hurt kids with her bill, because I figured there was nobody on this government earth that would break a bill and have the knowledge that I brought to her attention and I came to her with studies and with evidence and with affidavits. Because I couldn't figure out there's no way. She must just not know. And don't get her wrong, she should know. If you're writing a bill, you are you should know exactly what you're doing. I do suspect she knew at least the second time I explained the situation. She was aware. Now here's the issue with this this community immunity bill, right? If I want to sign, if I want to file a religious exemption for my child, and now everybody's going to want to be doing this because of the flu shot. Right. Well, I'm going to have to sign a thing with the DPH, basically admitting liability, medical neglect, child endangerment. You know how many hours of research I did to figure out? You know, it was a battle to find medical treatment and medical care for these children. You want to make a physician angry in Boston? Like, say vaccine injury, you know? Bring wow. a kid in and say, my kid's got a vaccine injury. They'll kick you out of that office real quick. They don't want your money anymore. Yeah. It's the truth. So in any event, these are the faces of vaccine injuries. They are not uncommon. They are way more common than anyone would like to admit. And the, the sad truth is things need to change now. Yeah. There's, there's all this talk and discussion and protest about what is that Why I continue to do this and why I'm okay for people to hate on me. 
because yeah. I, I care about the mothers and the families like Carol that have been affected and, and yeah. need us the most. Yeah. So next, um, Sam is going to share some words. Thank you, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Sam Johnson. I'm just here to share a bit of my story. It shouldn't be too long. But um, the first time I met Dr. Shiva was probably back in June or probably later this year. Once they shut down Massachusetts over this hoax of a virus, they decided that, oh, good, take a look. We got a march, we got a convoy, we got America, do rallies and everything. And so while I was there, you know, when I met Dr. Shiva, he was talking about, um, you know, what's wrong with you know, these sports vaccinations, you know, what, why, is, why is the government lying to us about this particular virus? And so more and more every day is just getting more clear. Things are not adding up. People are lying to us. We just want to have to vote, you know, all the bad people out this coming November. <laughs> so having to watch, um, you know, what's been going on these past few months. Okay, so now they're doing um, Black Lives Matter riots. Is the virus over now? Um, why should I be forced to have a vaccine? If we've had this flu vaccine for over 70 years, why is the flu still a problem? I can tell you for a fact that if there is some kind of vaccine for COVID-19, chances are people in the future are going to get COVID-19. So we got vaccines for chicken parts, we got MMR, we got measles, we got all these other vaccines, but these problems are still occurring. So what the, are these vaccines doing? Because the, the reason why I'm here is because of the simple fact that not everyone wants to be stuck with a needle. I would, I, I have never had a flu vaccine in my entire life until I was forced to at work. And never got the flu. So at the same time, you got to think about what, what these what certain healthcare professionals and what certain politicians are lying to you, giving you false information, just trying to control you, just like to do what? To try to kill you further? To give you more um, you know, more issues so the hospitals could bring more money? I mean, I mean more, it's like, if you just wake up and like realize that a lot of this is just a scam, more and more people that wake up realize that this is a scam, then what is gonna go open? And we can actually do more stuff and actually continue to make America better than it's ever been before. So just so everybody's clear, currently vaccine industry is a 50 to 60 billion dollar industry. If they can convince the critical mass that you need the vaccines, right? Not just the flu shot, not just the COVID-19, but the 200 plus vaccine in the pipeline that they carefully crafting the PR marketing campaign around. Guess what? The vaccine industry is gonna be a trillion dollar industry. Do you think they might put a lot of money behind marketing and pushing it down your throat? Yes. So next we have another incredible volunteer, Jake, who is a rock star at Standouts, also rain or shine. Yay. Hi everyone. Um, I've never spoken in public before, really, and I've never been a part of a campaign before. I never thought I would be involved in politics, 
But guess what? This is way more than politics. This is about our future. This is about our truth, freedom, and health. This is beyond left and right, and Dr. Shiva showed me that this is beyond Democrat and Republican. This is about whether we want our lives dictated, top down, by these people over here, or whether we want our lives controlled by ourselves and our families. When I was in high school, the state of New Hampshire broke apart my family. Me and my siblings were abused by my then stepfather and the state of New Hampshire, upon my mother bringing forward evidence of abuse, um, covered up this abuse and gave custody of my younger brother to a pedophile and a registered abuser. This experience, losing my family and losing my family to the state, opened my eyes to corruption in our country and in our world. And when I came across Dr. Shiva this winter, I knew he was the voice that I needed. I knew he was the voice that our country needed, and especially here in Massachusetts, which the center of the center of the deep state. Yes. Boston, Massachusetts is supposed to be the hallmark of freedom. It's supposed to be the hallmark of liberty. It's supposed to be the hallmark of revolution, where working people gather and rise up against the dictators and the establishment and monarchical dictates and rules. This is so much more than vax, anti-vax. The establishment wants to boil everything down into this side and that side, left and right, vax, anti-vax, black, white, rich, poor. It's not about that. It's about us coming together and speaking and raising our voices This movement is revolutionary because we're all working people. We're not Harvard elites. We're not CNN talking heads. We're not Fox talking heads. We're people who have a stake in what is going on in our country right now. We're people who are affected every day by what is going on. They've been restricting our freedoms for too long and Dr. Shiva is the only one who's going to fight for us. If you're listening right now, and you're a Democrat, or you're an independent, you better switch your registration really fast. Because this man has what we need. This man is the only one who's going to represent us and fight for us. I don't care that you're a Democrat. You need to realize that we're being controlled by the elite in a sense, in a way, to a degree to which we never have before. And he is the only one who is going to represent us. So get out the vote. Vote for
November 1st. And when he wins the primary, you need to vote November 3rd. Jake's story, his family story, is a really important reminder of what happens when the state gets involved and takes away our rights as parents. And uh, Jake brought up another really important point of this whole beyond left and right. I also am not a political person. I hate politics. I've never voted for, in a primary in my life. And what I love about Dr. Sheba's campaign is that it's bringing people, Democrats, Republicans, independents together, and really each and every one of us here today, right, taking that personal responsibility that we all have to do something, right? When you leave here, take action. Don't do it, you know, share this event, you know, text your friends in Massachusetts. Um, we all have to take it upon ourselves if we want Dr. Shiva in office. Yeah. So, thank you everyone for sharing your different stories and experiences. I want to get Dr. Shiva up here. Um, but I just, I want to share really quickly, I've never again been involved in politics. The first time I ever had been to the state house was for the, uh, what was it? There was a hearing on vaccines. And I will just say that when I went into that building, I just, I felt the life being sucked out of me. And I literally felt like I was in a theater and that this was all staged. And I don't even know all the legislators' names. I, you know, but they had, they had no respect. They're sitting there drinking Coca-Cola shit products, and I'm like, I would never trust anyone wow. with my health who's, you know, eat, drinking and eating this garbage. Right. But besides that, you could see the canned responses. Um, you know, I was with Dr. Shiva. We were first in line, and they held his voice till the end of the day. Um, there was just, and they had no questions, right? Uh, Mark, was it Marky? Uh Mahoney, thank you. Uh, called Dr. Shiva a effing prick for his science and information. So that for me was like my like opening and awakening to understanding that the state house was not where I needed to be. And you know, so I will never go back there. I will never beg to them. And I promise these legislators that. The one person you don't want to stand between is a mother and their child, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll just say, I am from Vermont, and I will practice my second amendment right if anyone truly tries to come between me and my side. It's not happening. It's not happening. So, um, I'm so excited for this weekend. Thank you again, everyone, for coming out in the rain and helping Dr. Shiva kick off the Truth, Freedom, Health uh, rally tour. We're going to be going all across uh, Massachusetts this weekend uh, in the next four days. So make sure you go to shivaforsenate.com, go to the events page, follow Dr. Shiva, let your friends in Massachusetts know where we're going to be at, and send them along so they can see Dr. Shiva, hear Dr. Shiva for themselves, and uh, see the truth, see the light, and help him get elected September 1. Thank you. Thank you. Richard, you may just want to pan to show who's here. Look, uh, everyone come on in. Do people want to sit down? Would that be better or everyone okay? 
Good. Okay. This um, one week ago, it was one week Sunday, within less than, I think, about 12, 16 hours notice, we called an event and about 200 people showed up here. You remember that? 200 people. We have always, when I say we, the people in this room and the, the political theory that we have espoused has always said we go bottoms up. So I want to talk about a couple of things. Because until we understand the physics, the physics of revolutionary movements change, we will always be misled. So we're going to get a couple of lectures. You're going to get. You're going to learn that. Then we're going to learn about the immune system, and then we're going to end with talking about how we win. That's what we're going to talk about because for far too long we have been misled by people who actually are trained to mislead you. Okay, and they are the people who you most think are on your side, and the misleaders are manufactured by the establishment. All right? So you need to understand the physics of revolutionary change, which I've had to study all my life. So you got, in addition to medicine, so you, you ever see the medical staff that's got the two snakes, right? It's, it's, um, uh, it's a caduceus. Well, the center of the caduceus is basically supposed to be your energy, but the two sides are the yin and the yang, or either the pink or whatever you want to look at it. But I look at those two sides as one is understanding politics and the other is understanding health. Okay. And that's what my life has been about. So you're going to get today, in the next few minutes, the weapon of the caduceus. Good. All right? And everyone here needs to understand this because, see, the news media, the stupid legislators, the Kennedys, they don't want to train you on that. They want you to bow down to them. It's about time everyone in this room becomes a beacon of light. Yeah. You already are. But it's about time you shine and you become leaders. It's not, I'm just a catalyst. I just happen to be the guy that God gave an amazing opportunity to learn all this. Yeah. But my goal here is to educate everyone so everyone here can be a revolutionary leader. That's what this world needs. So let's talk about the physics of change. Everyone knows the establishment, those in power, right? Those are the people like the Hillary Clintons or the Big Pharma, who else do we have? Right? The, the people that uh, Jake talked about, the state who wants to oppress us. That's easy. And then you have people like us who wake up early in the morning, 6, 7, 8 in the morning, come up here. You know, Chris drove all the way up from New Bedford to set up the sound. All of you showed up, in spite of the fact that there was going to be a thunderstorm and a rain. The other group, who we'll get to, very insidious group, never wanted to protest. They told mothers like Jen, people like Karina, do not protest. Do not protest. That's a health choice, fake choice, health choice. That's who they are. Fake choice, health choice, backed by a guy called Mark Blacksell, who's part of Big Pharma. And the reason that Carol that nothing has happened here is because it's by design. And you have to wake up to this, otherwise you're going to be screwed over and over and over again. So you have the establishment, and then you have people who remember something. The change always comes bottoms up. And when you take that position, you have to be totally uncompromising and principled. 
You cannot compromise. Oh, I hope NBC will cover me today. No, you don't beg. Oh, I wish that congressman will meet with me. No. You see, there's a very clear line. They've already chosen the other side. And when these stupid health choice, fake choice people, when I went to speak at the hearing, they allowed someone to call me an effing prick. They put me at the bottom of the schedule. They control it because they are making backroom deals. Robert Kennedy Jr. has been making backroom deals for 15 years. Yes. The Kennedys have been making backroom deals. Yes. The entire family has. But it, this may be hard to hear because you've seen these beautiful pictures of John Kennedy on his boat and Camelot and all this stuff. It is by design. They want us, the peasants, to be always be manipulated. In 1775, about a week to this day, when we had our event on the 23rd, that was to the day, August 23rd, is when King George proclaimed that we were infidels, we were rebels, that they would start the Revolutionary War. And what did we do? We didn't negotiate with the king. We weren't there begging to them at their crown. We took up arms. We built a revolutionary movement. That is how change comes, and it's about time we realize that. Look, I'm running for Senate with no illusions. I'm not going to go in there and party with these guys. The reason I'm running for Senate and the reason we must win is because we need to inspire people that we can create a bottoms-up movement and get a victory. It's just the beginning, though. It's just the beginning. Don't have any illusions. Because... Yeah, this is not get out the vote for Shiva. That's not what it is. That's what the Democrats and the Republican establishment do. This is about recognizing that we as people can come together. This guy's out there putting up signs every day, handing out thousands yeah. of cards. All of you have put those bumper stickers on. We're going bottoms up. We're not waiting top down. That's how all of these Republican and Democrat establishment work. They're all they're all rigged. But we have built a movement with 20,000 donations. We did videos where people saw them and gave one buck, two bucks, five bucks. This is a truly a bottoms-up movement. So the establishment is over here, and over here is a bottoms-up movement, revolutionary movement. You do not compromise. You go one-to-one. -one. You never say, oh, Boston will get cover me. That's like, that's, like saying, that's like George Washington saying, oh, the crown didn't carry my news about my battle today. You follow what I'm saying? Right. This is like crazy stuff. You got to get over this. Yeah. The Boston Globe, John Henry owns it, puts up a big Black Lives Matter. You know, they do all their little shindigs. He doesn't care about black lives. He does that because his newspaper is going down the tubes. This is his opportunity. Everything they do is not about us. It's about money, money, money. These people are devils. They sold their souls a long time ago. And they sold their souls to such an extent that they think that by creating a controlled opposition, the Kennedys, the people with nice pictures, the Hollywood people who do their little foundations, that they're going to fool you. Carol talked about, you know, this anti-vaccine movement is around for a long time. So has been the fight for breast cancer. So has been the fight for, you know, the Lung Foundation, right? All of these foundations, go look at them. They're all scumbags. They really are. These nonprofit foundations create institutions yes. from your suffering. Yes. So there's an anti-vax institution now. Robert Kennedy Jr., Children's Defense Fund. 
Bullshit. What have they done? They lost in New York. They lost in California. California. And when I looked at this movement, I said, scientifically, you're not focusing on... When I saw Andrew Wakefield, I said, Andy, you have no science. You're making movies, but you have no science. The science has to go to the molecular systems level, and the bottom line is one size fits all doesn't work, and it's about precision medicine. I brought that to this movement. They didn't like it because I was starting getting attention, not Bobby Kennedy, okay? They didn't like that. A lot of racists there too, by the way. We'll talk about that. Wow. All right? But the bottom line is, so you have the establishment, you have us who believe in us. And then the establishment is very clever. They create the not-so-obvious establishment. And this is the physics of why revolutionary change doesn't occur. Where all of you, sometimes, but I don't think people here, because you're here, can get fooled. And that is the insidious part of the establishment. Look, we talked about Jesus Christ. Who was was Christ's enemies? Christ's enemies, really, the Romans were obvious, but it was the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Those were his real enemies. They talked all the same stuff, but they sold him out, right? That's what actually happened. The not-so-obvious establishment were the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The Romans are obvious. They had the arms, and that's like Big Pharma. But the not-so-obvious establishment is a real danger to any movement. And once we get that, man, change is going to occur like that. But the problem is people go through suffering and suffering and suffering. And they finally, hopefully, wake up. Oh, my God, we may have to take up arms, like what happened in the revolutionary movement here. We may have to build our own movement. We can't outsource our movement to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. or fake choice, self choice, or those people who go beg to the legislators. That gold dome, wherever the hell that nonsense is, where is that? That is not the seat of power. This is the seat of power. power is the Boston Common. So they want always, they, so now fake choice, self-choice of these people, after we said you got to protest, now they want to protest. Come on in. Why do they want to protest? Because they want to hijack the movement. And you're seeing it unravel right before you. And by the way, this happens in every movement. It happened in the Civil Rights Movement. The Kennedys came in. There was a bottoms-up, vibrant movement of poor blacks and poor whites wanting infrastructure in their cities. And what did Bobby Kennedy do? He bugged Martin Luther King and Mark Malcolm X. He was watching all of them. Yep. Then he chose Martin Luther King. You know, was doing a lot of drugs, had a lot of women. He could be controlled. They did this protest called the March on Washington. Good speech. They always find good speech writers, good pictures. And they said, we've solved civil rights. They didn't solve Jack. What they did was they said, don't use the N-word, be politically correct. They created affirmative action and, and it pitted blacks against whites. That's what Bobby Kennedy did. And his son, Robert Kennedy, is doing the same thing with this movement. The problem is that you got me, who's the son of untouchables from India, who came from nothing. And I don't know, any, I don't know anything to the Kennedys. I only know stuff to you because you are me. Okay? So what has happened in this movement over 20 years? Losses, losses, losses. Meanwhile, Kennedy charges $30,000 to fly around. That's what he does. Me and Richard went down in New Jersey, as Julio brought up. They came with no sound equipment. We drove down in my you know, SUV down there. He comes in three beautiful black cars, funded by 
mothers. Okay? Talks his game like this. Same old bullshit speech. Misleads people. Sounds good. But, oh, Bobby Kennedy. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. That's what they do. That's what the Kennedys do. And then you're supposed to walk 100 times around the state house. We walked all 100 times. Kennedy comes one time and does a photo op. You see what I'm saying? These are not our people. They're not our people. They're not us. I had a glimpse of that culture when I was in Hollywood. I had a glimpse of that. And these people are the most filthiest, hypocritical people you'll ever find. Yeah. They live behind war. They live. Can you please sit down, please? They beat. They live behind their walls. They run their little foundations. They make money off their foundations, and it's all about them. It's all about them. It's all about making themselves good. So this is the features of the not so obvious establishment. You get me what I'm saying? So 1962, as Karina said, was when the 1962 Kennedy, we have to have the word Kennedy, Vaccination Act was passed, 1962. One year before the measles vaccine came, 1962. Remember that date, the Kennedy Vaccination Act. John Kennedy signed that. At the time he signed that act, we had a very, very simplistic understanding of the immune system. A very simple understanding. Two boxes, you may have seen my videos, right? You have the innate immune system, the system of your body that interacts with the outer world through your eyes, your nose, your skin, where pathogens and viruses initially interact. Okay? When they interact with the innate immune system, your body responds with macrophages. It's got a whole bunch of marines, okay, which try to take out that pathogen. And in their model, the other system, the second system, was called the adaptive immune system, second box. Box one, box two. That system was more like sharpshooters. If it saw a pathogen, it would produce what were called antibodies, particular weaponry to take that out. Get the difference? Marines would just shoot everywhere and sharpshooters. That was called the adaptive immune system. That was the understanding of immunity in 1962, which was by even then almost 50 to 70 years old. Based on that, the goal was that the innate system, the adaptive system created antibodies. They said, yeah, let's vaccinate people because we want these antibodies. And so antibodies are the only basis for fighting things. So based on that, the CDC's, uh, one of the groups was created to create the guidelines. We had uh, the guidelines for the states and every state started forcing people to get vaccinated or saying you have, the guidelines were put forward. Okay, so 1962. By 1986, what happened? What was going on? Injuries are cropping up, okay? Injuries are coming up. So as these injuries are coming up, people are filing lawsuits. Where? In federal and state courts, demanding payment for their child who died or something that happened. Every day, hundreds and hundreds of lawsuits are being filed. What did they do? What did those politicians do? Well, John Kennedy's younger brother, Ted Kennedy, sponsored a bill in 1986. It was called the National Vaccine Injury Program. What did that bill do? Did it eliminate the 1962 Vaccination Act? No. What did it do? It put a big band-aid. It said, we're going to protect 
the pharma guys. So let's say pharma's over here. We're going to create a big wall, a Chinese wall, so all these people here can't sue them. You can sue them not in federal or state court. They created a new court. Unbelievable. This was like against anything the founders of this country ever thought about. They created a court to adjudicate for the vaccine manufacturers under Health and Human Services. The sponsor of that bill was Ted Kennedy. Why? Because he probably didn't want to take away his brother's legacy. The Kennedys are all about their legacy, right? They're the old, they're the gods, the Camelot, okay? So in order to protect his brother's legacy, they implemented the 1986 National Vaccine Injury Program. That basically was the worst thing. It protected the pharma, none of us could sue them, and it created for them an amazing market opportunity. Look, if I'm, if you're a company and no one can sue you, oh my God, you can create whatever freaking product you want. Make anything, no one can sue you. And in fact, if you have to get sued, you have to go to Health and Human Services, and guess who pays that? We do. All the peasants have to pay for the problems that the king caused, okay? Thank you, Ted Kennedy. After that, you get this? You get what's going on? This, that's a not so obvious establishment, right there in action. Making people feel good. We're taking care of you. Safety, we're protecting you. That's what they always do. So then after that, injuries continued. They gave a few bones. By the way, they throw us a few bones, the establishment does. Oh, we'll give you medical exemptions. Here, we'll give you religious exemptions. Here, be quiet. And then they started attacking that. What does Robert Kennedy do? By the way, who didn't, who didn't really know a lot about any of this stuff, his mentor is a guy called Mark Blacksell, who's been a 20-year consultant for pharma. You guys got to go research this. And what did Bobby Kennedy do? He says, we need safe vaccines. What the, what the hell is safe vaccines? Right? Every time a Democrat says safe vaccines or something safe, forget Democrat or Republican, what they mean is this is an opportunity for government to get more involved and create the safety quote-unquote regulations. Elizabeth Warren did that with the banking industry. Actually, it helped big banks. Regulations always help the big guys. Always. It may sound counterintuitive. Regulations always help the big guys. You know why? When they create the regulations, it becomes so hard for the small guy ever to figure out how to fill out all the paperwork. That's why in the medical industry, small doctors get wiped out because of all the regulations. You come out of medical school, you have to go join a big hospital. You come out as a trucker because of regulations, you can't do your own trucking business. You have to go join a big transportation company. Regu Facebook, by the way, love, wants regulations now. Did you know that? Because they want to wipe out if all of us wanted to start Facebook equivalents. They'll have all the legal structure. So that's what the, so you gotta understand the not so obvious establishment says, we can create safe vaccines, regulate them. No, you can't. Because regulations will beef up big pharma even more. So a small guy like me, let's say I come up with a mixture of, wow, D3 and zinc and an iodine can boost the immune system. Oh, you gotta be regulated now, right? My stuff will never get out there, their stuff will. That's what Robert Kennedy's about. And that's why the fake choice, health choice movement, when we got involved in it, they got so scared because they're running their little team and they're, they, they're all want to be little student government 
people back there negotiating with Democrats and Republicans. So when we call the protest, then they call them. Now they're getting involved in the protest movement. And this is what the not-so-obvious establishment does. Right when the change agents start bringing more of us over, that's when they try to be radical. Okay? You getting this? That's what they did in the civil rights movement. People were bubbling up poor blacks and whites in this country. So then they brought in Bobby Kennedy and he found Martin Luther King. Nothing against Martin Luther King, but he was used. Malcolm X was sidelined. He was a real bottoms-up guy. Came from nothing. Martin Luther King was a bougie black. I'm sorry, at that time. He was considered one of the, you know, when you're a pastor, you got more eminence. That's what the establishment does. And that's what Robert Kennedy did after his idiosity in, in New Jersey. When Julio knows this. I said we need to go bottoms up. Militant movement. That's how we scared the legislators in New Jersey, and they backed off. Because it was out of the control of Fake Choice, Health Choice, and Robert Kennedy. You, you guys see what I'm saying? They have their control to control the movement. This is not the time to do that. No, don't put up that sign. That will upset the legislators. You guys heard this, right? And this is in every movement. And then after 20 years, people see more and more injuries, and then they're trying to figure out what to do, and then they have a choice. Oh, my God, let's keep following them more. No, you got to break from these guys. They didn't want to do a protest at 10 a.m.? Rain or shine? they got to wait when the weather's right? Think about that. When is the weather right to fight? It's never right. You fight every time. You don't wait for the weather to be right. You don't wait for the weather to be right. The time to fight is any time. Any place, anywhere. That's why we are taking the no forced vaccinations tour as a part of our campaign to 16 cities. After this, we're going to Worcester at 5 p.m. Same thing we're going to do there because it's not just here. Then we're going to go to Springfield. Then we're going to go to Great Barrington. Then we're going to go to Pittsfield. Then we're going to go up to North Adams. Then we're going to go to Irving. Then we're going to go to Leominster, and then we're going to come back. And then tomorrow, we're going to take the same movement down to Quincy, down to Plymouth, down to Barnstable, down to New Bedford, where Chris is from, and back through Brockton. Yep, we'll go all through there, and then back to Boston. And on September 1st, we're going to do here to Billerica, to Haverhill, over to Gloucester, and Peabody. We're taking, this has got to go everywhere. On the ground. They won't do this. They've had 20 years. And now they're going to do their protest when it's sunny for them. What we need to do is to recognize that we've been fooled. And you have to choose your leaders correctly. And you have to protect and defend your leadership. And we have to all become leaders. Because they just, it's not about having, you know, Dr. Shiva. It's about all of us becoming leaders, but getting the political physics right. You've got to call out these guys. I don't care if their name is Kennedy or whatever their name is. You've got to call them out. They haven't been fighting for you. They haven't. And you have to be uncompromising. You can't say, well, words, well, but, whenever you hear those two words, but he did say these things, and he did do some of that. No. 
You, you see what I'm saying? Their emphasis has not been on us, bottoms up. They have suppressed the protest movement. So whatever, you know, they're doing something tomorrow, it's a sham. And they probably will bring some poor, innocent people along with them. And that's what we need to expose. We need to build a vibrant, militant, bottoms-up movement. And I mean, I mean, they need to have the fear of God put into them. Okay? Because you can't allow these things to keep continuing. And the reason they continue is, and by the way, they may once in a while have some powerful speaker. It's all show. They haven't done it before. You can't make a donkey into an elephant, okay? My grandmother would say, you can't. So the bottom line is this. When you go to the true science, you know, we had a caste system in India, and I'll end on this because this is something deeply personal. In India had a caste system. Who was on top? The Brahmins, who, but who were they? They were the priesthood, the educated ones, the academics, okay? They're the ones who had a connection with God, and they would they had the truth, and they would take that truth, and they would tell it to the king, okay? Then the king would use that truth to direct his military leaders, the warriors, on behalf of the business people, and then we, the peasants, were on the bottom. That has not changed at all today, and it's coming to... You know, uh, an end point where you look at those institutions like MIT and Harvard, who are actually the modern-day Brahmins. They create science. They manufacture science now. So they have manufactured a science which says everyone must be vaccinated. They created a science, CO2 is a pollutant, and so on. They manufacture science because it is profitable. It is very profitable for them. And to finish the physics of this, if you look at it, and to keep it beyond, you know, quote-unquote conspiracy theories, which they like to brand me and others, right? That's their way of trying to dismiss me. But they can't because I went and got their MIT PhD. <laughs> and I was just invited six months ago to give the lecture at the National Science Foundation, they're probably saying I shouldn't have invited this guy, right? To give the talk on the immune system. Okay? So they can't say this guy doesn't have the credentials. I have the credentials. And so when you really look at this, what's happening is science is being manufactured. And it's being manufactured in the interest of the king, not in the interest of us. And and that's right, and, and the, the, the fake science behind fake science, I mean, I'm sorry, the fake news behind fake news is fake science. That's right. Because the young 20-year-old journalist who was educated so poorly these days, they just cut and copy what they saw in some newspaper or some journal article, which, by the way, no one knows where the data is anymore, okay? So you have to understand that the, the scientific establishment has been bought and paid for. And Big Pharma has done this. Why? Because the entire pharmaceutical industry right now is burning and crashing. They're not, it's, it's, it's not working. Why? Because the pharmaceutical industry was not based on food. It was not based on supplements or, you know, herbs. It was based on a single mo molecule drug. It's called single molecule therapy. There's about 30,000 of them they have in their bank account of single drugs. That's a drug. A drug is a molecule that does not occur in nature. So they take that drug, 
And they say, okay, we're going to see if this kills cancer cells. They put it in a test tube. This is how their business model works. Oh, wow, it killed those cancer cells. Great. Let me go raise some money now. Give that cancer to an animal. Kill a bunch of animals. Oh, it helped with that animal. It didn't kill too many of them. Then they go to the FDA and they say, hey, we think we got something that can help humans. Please give us an FDA allowance to go test on humans. By the way, that first process takes six years. Then if they get the FDA allowance, then another nine years they have to do clinical trials. So they test on about, you know, 100 group of people. That's called phase one. Then they maybe do like 1,000 to 2,000 people phase two. And they do like 50,000 people in phase three. You get the idea? That takes around 13 years, $5 billion. And the drug that comes out, they're finding, only helps 10% of the indication it was meant for. So it's not even efficacious. And it hurts a lot of people. And if it does hurt you, in the pharma industry, you can sue them. So it is somewhat regulated. There are some, you know, hurdles, and we can sue them. Now I'll go over here. By, by the way, so that's why pharma is not doing well. They're not making money. Get that in the pharmaceutical industry. Now you have this beautiful, <laughs> beautiful land called vaccines. It's like you're, you know, you're you're going into a new frontier. No regulation, really. They're considered a biologic. They don't need to go through all of those steps. Number one, thank you to the Kennedys. You can't sue them. All right? You have two beautiful systems set up. No checks and balances, and you can't sue them. So now you have Bill Gates, who has his own foundation, right? You have Zuckerberg, who has his own foundation. You have Hillary Clinton, who has her own foundation. By the way, Robert Kennedy endorsed her three times, and you can't look the other way. You can't excuse him. You can't. And that's why you got to stop following these guys. Anyway, Hillary Clinton, all these three guys got together. You have the little guy, Fauci, and the other guy, who's a Tedros, WHO, Chinese Communist Party. You saw the little graphic I put out. All these guys got together and say, wow, we have a trillion-dollar opportunity. Imagine if we could take all 7.2 billion human beings and give them all of them maybe a market opportunity about $1,000 per human. Okay? So what is that? $7.2 Maybe it's 500 maybe 10. I'm saying let's take 1000 So they're looking at it as a small business. Are you right? I got a $7.2 trillion business opportunity. Vaccinate every freaking human being on the planet. $7.2 So... How convenient, right? You start a movement that vaccines are the only way to support the immune system. How convenient you start fear-mongering everyone. All these people, you got to wear the mask. You got to wear, uh, you know, goggles. You got to stay in your home. Scare, scare people. Because remember, pharmaceuticals burning down. They got to figure out a way to come out of it, resurrect themselves. So that's the vaccine industry. And it's based on one-size-fits-all medicine. So they've got all the scientists supporting it. When I came out, I said, look, one size does not fit all. It's about the right medicine for the right person at the right time. That's what it is. 
Okay? And this, and this is a biological fact. Because everyone here has a different genetic, and we don't even know all the different genes we have, by the way. Okay? We don't even know all the genotypes, we, I mean, all the different RNAs and how they work in our body. It's just, it's, we're like into a new industry right now. So in the midst of all of this, they said one-size-fits-all medicine, which is completely against discoveries that came out in 2003 when, this, when the Genome Project ended. So they're violating their own science. So what came out of that is one size does not fit all. We need to go to personalized and precision medicine, which I'm considered one of the experts in. So over here, the truth is one size does not fit all. So take that with you. Don't, that's a real weapon against the sports vaccinations. Not going and pleading that. And you can stand on your own two feet. And you don't need anyone else. One size does not fit all. And if you need the papers to validate that, everyone, one size does not fit all. So if you're telling young kids, every kid's got to get the same vaccines, it's against science. It's anti-science. Right? It's against nature. Right? Right. So you can confidently leave this lecture today, this science lecture, this little one, and you can say, you know what? I just heard Dr. Shiva, who's an MIT PhD biological engineering, who the National Science Foundation had him do a talk on the immune system, and he told me that one size does not fit all, that the world is moving towards precision medicine. And what are they going to say to you? They'll have nothing to say to you. That's weapon number one, take with you, okay? And just say, what do you have to say to that? And what are they going to say? They won't have an answer. And that's when you have an opening to go and you know, destroy them, okay? Because what they've done is they've lied to you. They've, it's not real science. That's number one. And all these people who've been fighting this movement never did that. They've been out there making movies, right? Getting money. They're making money off of us. We must win. We must end this forced vaccination nonsense. And, and in closing, the way we're going to win, if you got the physics of revolutionary change, if you understood the science, is bottoms-up movement. Never compromise that. We don't go back in some stupid hearing, as Jennifer said, listening to these slobs, slobs, left and right, slobs, you know, they may say one thing nice here and nothing. It's all manipulation. We have built this movement with the leadership. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. The sun's here. There, there's going to be a bunch of misleaders here because they know people are getting angry. But we need to build a revolutionary movement of millions of people, millions, bottoms up. And this election for U.S. Senate is not about me to go in the Senate chambers and hang out in their club, right? Be in their fraternity. It's about the day I get in. Oh my God. They thought this MIT PhD was a weapon. With that Senate seat, we're going to escalate this movement. It's about a movement. It's about a movement. It's not about a Senate seat. And in that movement, we want to educate all these young people to learn how to do movements. That's how we win. we got to educate people the right education, which is you go to the people. You don't, you don't rely on people who have law degrees who don't work, who, who make money, cha-ching, 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 by billing you by the hour. They're not one of us. All of us here, all of us here, make our money, make our livelihood by doing a service, by going to work every day. If we don't do that, we get fired, 
something happens to your kids. Every mother here has got to solve a problem. A lawyer doesn't have to do that. Robert Kennedy, I'm sorry, I'm using him as an example because I got to drive this message deep. He's a lawyer. He, you know what he's doing? That's what all these lawyers and all these movements. I'm going to go sue, and then they do backroom deals. They settle. And they get some thirty-three percent. They're not here to win. They're not here to win big because they're hanging out with guys that they play golf with and tennis with that they're their friends. You see what I'm saying? They're not one of us. So we've got to win. And one of the big steps we can make in winning is win the Senate primary in Massachusetts. And why is that important? Because the GOP establishment of Charlie Baker and his Democrat friends always run a loser in the Senate to lose to the Democrats. That's why there's always two Democratic senators, and there's always one Republican governor. This is by design. Romney, well, him. They have a power-sharing agreement. Okay, and by the way, Charlie Baker just endorsed a Repu uh, Democrat for one of the state Senate seats. You see, they don't care. They're all they're all in the same incestuous pool. So you got it's not they're not just rhinos; they're the aristocrats. Let's. Rhino is giving them too much, you know, it's like giving them an excuse. They are the aristocracy. So I hope this has been valuable. Yeah. That you guys understand the physics here. Because when you understand the physics, when you understand the principles, you know, when you understand the principles of physics, you can build this, you can build a bridge, you can build anything. But if you don't understand the physics, you build something that's going to crumble down. You got to understand principles. Okay? You got to understand the principles. You got to know one plus one equals two. Once you understand that, then you know two plus two equals four, and you generalize. But if you don't understand the principles, you'll be misled by these fakers, over and over and over and over again. And you have a thousand, a hundred thousand, a million more stories like Carol's. Next twenty years from now, they'll still be making movies. They'll be still flying around in their jets. That's what they do. The Breast Cancer Foundation, a billion dollar foundation. Susan Komen, retired, got a nice $9 million package. They live in Malibu, the Kennedys, they, they all live, they live it up. This is just a thing they do. Oh yeah, I, I help the peasants. I help the peasants with vaccines. I help the, you know what I'm saying? This is their thing. It's not real. Different set of rules. A different set of rules. One rule for them and a different set of rules for us. So you got to look at who are your leaders? Do they come bottoms up or are they top down? And expecting top-down people to fight for you is setting yourself up for failure. So I'm begging you, stop doing this. Stop doing this to yourselves. It's like you're in an abusive relationship. You keep thinking, oh, well, one day, they'll be nice. You excuse all their bad behavior. No, you don't do that. Everyone knows this. There's a day you wake up and you say, I'm walking out. Right? And the day you walk out is when you get your liberation. The day you walk out is when you get your truth, you get your freedom, and you get your health. But until you do that and you compromise, there'll be, I'm telling you, another million more stories like Carol. Yeah. And remember, these people hijack movements. That's what's going to happen right now with this no-force vaccination movement. That's what they're doing right now. They didn't want to do their protests in the rain. They moved it to the sunshine. So not to win, so they can have more people. You see what I'm saying? Optics. That's all they care about. Everything they do is about optics. And they'll say, oh, Dr. Sheba, why didn't you go to their sunshine? Well, I'm not going there because we're going all over the state, rain or shine. Rain or shine. 
rain or shine. That's what we do. We do this rain or shine. Even if only one of us shows up, this is not about optics. This is not Hollywood. This is about everyday people wanting to win. And we have to get militant. We have to put the fear of God. When I say militant, I mean, they should say, Jesus Christ, these people mean business. Yes. Anyone who calls me an effing prick, that guy did, Mahoney, everyone should have blown up in that day. But they control people, okay? They control people. So they say, well, he did that probably for some other reason. Maybe she felt upset him. No, I didn't do anything. See what I'm saying? So we got to have truth, freedom, and health. And the way we're going to get it, which is a big order, is not going to come from begging to them. It's going to come bottoms up when we have millions of people on this common. Bottoms up, bottoms up, bottoms up. No more begging. Stop begging. Do not beg to these people. And if any of these legislators show up and they say, yeah, we now, so what were you doing for the last 20 years? Throw them off the stage. Boo them. Do not, don't say, well, he's finally changed. No, he hasn't. He's doing this because they see which way the tide is going. Oh, my God, I better not now support stop forced vaccinations. They had some consultant do their polling. That's why they do it. Okay? Wake up. We got to wake up. Everyone here, September 1st, primary. Why are you voting? Not to vote for a Senate candidate. You're voting for yourself because we need to create a movement. By our winning that Senate seat, I'm going to tell you, it's like a nuclear bomb went off for the establishment. They do not want us winning their Senate seat. That's why September 1st is important. Silver bullet. September 1st, get everyone here. Not only you, but a hundred of your friends. To tweet them, text them, to show up and vote in the primary. It's a Republican primary. I don't give a damn about the Republican Party. They don't give a damn about me. They don't give a damn about the party. I care about the Republican people and the Democratic people. People. Because that's what this is about. Because we're all working people. We all want the same thing. We all want the same thing. There's no Democrats or Republicans. There's us. The people who've been divided purposely. This has been engineered. We gotta get smart. Yeah. Alright? Yeah. We gotta get smart, guys. In 2020, we can't be stupid anymore. We cannot follow misleaders. Don't do it anymore. Please don't do it. Get out and vote, tell your friends to vote, but not for a senator, for a movement. Yeah. For truth, freedom, and health. Okay? That's what we gotta do. That's what we gotta do. We gotta do this, and let's be active citizens, vibrant. All right, thank you. I appreciate everyone coming. By the way, it's a great day. Beautiful rain. We keep expanding it. We grow, we grow. Again, we're gonna go do those 16 cities. Follow us online. John will be doing videos, you can see it. But this Senate campaign of truth, freedom, and health, we're united, it's one movement. Thank you, everyone. Do the right, do the right.
wait till Monday to start calling people. It's too late. Now is the time. Get up, boo. Thank <laughs> you.